0: now wherever hits the road folks um we're doing Afterglow so welcome to Afterglow and uh what is Afterglow if you don't know I think everybody here has been here long enough to know it's where we talk about the talk and uh so remember we're talking about Pete huh? <laughs> feel free to throw him under the bus um I kid, I get it. Um,
1: Yeah. So, let's just open that up. I think that uh, you point... I really like when you point out how Paul is kind of... Uh, isn't just restating what Christ said, and then he's kind of reacting to it and taking it... See, so guys? Yep. He's kind of taking things, uh, theme, maybe themes. He's taking themes of Christ as step... Further, yeah, um, and I think that that ethic applied to modern issues is really potent and important. Um, like saying, you know, I know you and I both said this a lot. Like, uh, you know, junior Greek, male nor female, you know, gay nor straight, uh, gendered nor non-gendered. You know, it's like it, it seems to be a logical progression. And I think I'm maybe preaching the choir a little bit here, but, like, I think that if, if you... Uh, so, this is on my mind because I, I went to a, a UCC meeting recently. Our, our mutual friend Brian yeah. is a pastor at the UCC, and he and I gave a presentation there about um, new ways to do church. Their buzz phrase is Church 3.0, they call it. Like, they would call what we're doing here Church 3.0, new ways to do community um and they would probably define it a lot differently than I would, but but we can we can meet together and talk about that. But I, I feel like uh, I really like their phrase "God is still speaking." It's kind of a buzz phrase that they have. God is yeah. God is still speaking, and that just to me, I, I can I can agree with that to the extent that it means that like if you get stuck in your old ways, if you get stuck in oh this was the final. I'm using church words here, yeah. so cover your trigger ears. I, I'm covering mine myself in saying this, but saying like, saying like, this is the final revelation. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what God said. The end, you know, that, that God who said that shit about stoning gay people, that God is dead. You know, Kurt, like that, 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 God is dead, and maybe we're maybe we are witnessing the birth of a new God. You know, to, to, obviously, very, very metaphorically speaking. Yeah. But our, our conception of that is being reborn. Our conception of that God, our conception of that Christ, is being reborn in the same spirit, in the same uh, passion, in the same in the same uh, pattern, even as as the Christ that responded to Judaism it was creating a new passion and a new, a new take on things, a new interpretation of things. You know, languages change, people change, cultures change. And so uh, I guess God as in God is love is steadfast, but God as in the God that we interpret and that we extrapolate from these things is constantly changing and constantly speaking, I think. And I'm speaking very metaphorically here. I, I always have to preface that. But I—that's I, something that—that's one of the first things that kind of stood out to me—is that just as, as Jesus cherry-picked the Old Testament and Paul cherry-picked maybe a little bit of Jesus and the Old Testament, mm-hmm. I think that there's still—and I don't see cherry-picking as a negative term anymore, obviously. But like, but we can take from—we can take the—the uh, the fruit, I guess—and discard discard all the all the uh, the toxicity. And so I think that that's I,
2: I think that that's a little a little nugget that I think I pulled from what you said yeah I feel like what you're talking about too kind of in my mind relates to the old and the New Testament you know mm-hmm. like in the Old Testament I' just been reading through Exodus and stuff and I mean there's a lot of stuff he had to do to be cleansed and purified and like I mean just making the tabernacle like I was reading through all the instructions I was like Talk about a ornate deal you have right. to go through. It's the first time I've ever read through Exodus, and and then you know Jesus dying on the cross is, was like, you don't have to do any of that anymore. Just love your neighbor, to love yourself, love your enemy, and that's yeah. my new way that you're supposed to live. That's powerful. And unfortunately, a lot of people cherry pick negatively to try to find ways just to, to create separation instead of like you're saying have room at the table for all. You know, like have inclusion, differences, but be willing to be open enough to have a discussion about it and realize that different views are what is good because that's what allows change to happen, which is an essential part of life. Damn. Yeah. Being human. Yeah.
3: Lately, I've been reading Hannah Arndt, listening to videos about Hannah Arndt. Why are you laughing? I was going
4: to quote her. You were? (laughs) Yeah. Wow.
3: Well, what I've been thinking about is um, she was a German Jew who lived during the uh, Third Reich, but she managed to escape to the U.S. And she was a philosophy professor and a political scientist. And... um, one of the things she talked about was, as a refugee, how it felt to be a refugee. And she talked about how you know, everyone has human rights, but refugees have no legal rights, because oftentimes they're from failed states, and they're not within the borders of their own states. And so you know, human rights are at the whim of other nations. We can recognize human rights or we can ignore, you know, people that are suffering and being oppressed and being tortured. That's at the whim of other nations. Legal rights are what citizens have. And I was thinking about, you know, when Jesus said, blessed are the poor, or the poor in spirit. In the original Greek, I was just writing this down on Saturday, in the original Greek, if I understand correctly, it means the crouching ones. So it's not just it's not just horrific poverty, it's internal destruction at the hands of economic systems and others, other nations. Sometimes it's a military invasion. sometimes it's just an invasion, not just, but it's an invasion of our personhood. And how when he says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven, He's talking about a new nation state. We don't use the word kingdom any longer. So he's talking about a new nation and the boundaries are his skin, which is flexible, which can expand. And he's offering them citizenship. And if you think now about when we talk about status, you know, we're not just we don't just use that anymore to talk about who's richer, you know are you middle class, are you upper class, are you lower class? We use it to talk about, are you a citizen? Are you legal? Yeah. Are you legally in our country? And see, that's not talking about human rights. That's talking about legal rights, America, rights as an American citizen. And so these people that he was talking to were in a, a country that was occupied by the Romans. And so he was actually offering them a new kingdom, a new nation state where where they they would be treated with dignity and respect and have legal rights and um, one thing I was thinking about too was how um, you know he calls us his body he calls the church a body and he talks in Corinthians about us as organs you know I think maybe we're little cells and organs because we're small but you know it's like right now the American church is in, it's like we have this autoimmune disease where we're literally destroying ourselves from the inside because we don't we don't think of ourselves as not this nor that, we think of ourselves as You know, we're progressive. They're conservative. We're not racist. Racists, they're racist. You know, and it's like... It's like right now we're in a state of self-destruction.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I don't know. I was trying to say kind of a lot, but I guess my point is just that... To me, blessed means proximate. That God is proximate to those who are poor and oppressed, which is all of us in certain, in certain mm-hmm. respects. And he's offering us this new this new um, that was kind of garbled, but it's great. It just came to me. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. It's profound. So
3: talk more about Hannah Arendt.
4: Well, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's her quote, but uh, it's the concept that violence is the inability to have an
1: argument. Right. So yes. I think that's the concept <laughs> of hers. It's right. like your, right. your situation, Jay. You tried to have an argument with a guy, but yeah. he wasn't able. And he
3: said, I want to play yeah. you. <laughs> and she would say, because people do not, have not learned how to think. Yeah. And so they can't, they can just repeat things they have heard they can't reason
0: well, we go straight to war rather than diplomacy yeah we don't know how to have passionate discussions
3: yeah because diplomacy is seen as weakness yeah Well we also automatically categorize other people who are not like us like you're saying conservative racist put all these terms with people that you don't understand instead of speaking with them and trying to understand where they're coming from. or Because they are like us. Yeah, they're so much more like us than not because we're so similar in general. And I've said this before, but to me the ideal venue is the vet because everyone's pet is sick. And so it puts you in a whole different relationship oh, immediately you're all mm. vulnerable you mm. know? I, like
1: that. I may yeah. hate
3: the bumper sticker on your car about your gun <laughs> but I love little fluffy fluffy <laughs> <laughs> no I'm serious oh, right? so, that's really
1: good I love
0: that somebody true. said
3: that the other day
0: she said, like if, if you change the picture of kids in cages to the animals in cages right. people would change their minds right
3: it's true which is so which is sad but. yeah
4: Yeah, and I also just like the idea of uh, having church be kind of a scary place to go uh, again Yeah, for the first time, um, where you're confronted with other ideas or other people that you're not used to being around, and that sounds like uh, a good position to be in, because instead of reinforcing your own identity or your own ideas, you have to confront conflicting ideas and act more like the State Department than the Department of Defense if you're talking about uh, if you want to use a metaphor of agencies, but this idea of diplomacy instead of warfare I think that that's something that revolution could keep doing, I think they're doing that we're doing that right now is that let's talk this stuff out, engage
1: with other good, ideas or other people. Yeah. And uh, maybe Marie speaking last week was a diplomatic I see it engagement. See it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, and you had said maybe we could invite a reasonable conservative, well we could even invite an irrational conservative. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious because Not, I think that, sure. you know I yeah. think that regardless of what a person says when they're speaking there's afterthought. Yeah. yeah. And what, That's you true. know, what governs us in this community is yeah. that we treat, it's how we treat each other. Yeah.
1: yeah. That's really good. That man. we
3: respect each other. Really. You know, just kind of like AA, where there's rules, confidentiality, respect. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even saying like a
1: reasonable conservative, it's like we gotta pick one that's like semi-normal. I know. I can do you know what I mean? You gotta do your yeah. research. <laughs> yeah, it can't be too radical. All right, well, I'll call my dad then, everybody. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. We'll get, you like,
3: should get like, him on Skype, pro lifer, yeah. and then we'll do Afterglow. Well, he would,
1: he would, Jay, Jay, we could do a pay per view of your dad talking at Revolution. Ah. <laughs> Aha! they're <laughs> no rich. Yeah, he could No, I mean he would do it. That, that would be you. honestly. That would genuinely be awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Because.
3: I I doubt if Donald Trump in his whole life has ever been in a relationship that's governed by respect and love and yeah. acceptance yeah.
5: look at just so I'm Brandon by the way Hi. Brandon hey. Kurt invited me um, a couple of times I've finally taken that chance to be able to like get out of constantly filling my life with busyness instead of like, contemplation which I'm taking now a big step back to do um, and in doing that I'm finding time to read again which is amazing. Nice. So uh, there's something you said you mentioned about vulnerability and pets and then of course we're talking about the, the children that are down these you know, like lack of way of putting like the concentration camps that are happening along the border. Um, I'm an attorney. Last week I met with one of my other colleagues, Nick Lealines, and she went down as part of a delegation to a bunch of, with a bunch of other attorneys that are um, going and doing interviews and filling out the paperwork that is going to be seen in the courts for, whether they can not re- uh, review hearings to let these kids out or let these parents out. Um, and... No cameras allowed or anything like that. Yeah. Um, she'd sneak in like crayons for the kids to, to, to draw with so they'd have something to do while she's trying to talk to them about what's going on there so she could fill out what is sort of like an affidavit, but since they don't have legal rights, it's right. not an affidavit. They can't swear. It's not swearing and testing, so it's a different type of documentation. The thing that kind of brought it back to what Paul was saying here is like this idea of inclusiveness like what do you view as the other and do you view a pet like is that something that you can see is like this is a vulnerable thing it doesn't have an identity that is against you it's not something that you can look at and say you are not part of my tribe it's something that you're looking at inherently knowing that you will not survive without me and I, I wonder given the, the book I'm reading right now is um, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah.
3: The, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah,
5: so, yeah. like, the, the idea is, like, you know, we talk about these guys they're going through, like, uh, PTSD from their time out in Vietnam and yeah. Yeah. they literally cannot allow other anybody else into... They're in their own in group, right? right? They can't right. let anybody else into their trauma um, or, even worse, their shame in those in groups so the only time that they like start looking out towards what they've done to other people is when they're in these like one-on-one sessions which he couldn't afford to do right yeah the I forget the psychologist um, uh, the psychiatrist who was running Bessel a der yes Bessel Vandercorn. so you know when you talk about vulnerability and we're talking about this idea of the other and we're trying to get beyond this 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 uh, tribalization, which is by what it looks like for moral psychology, if you read like Jonathan Haidt, it looks like that's a blueprint we're all built with. And conservatives are going to have like this five-channel morality. Right. We're going to have a, two, like two harm, care, fairness, reciprocity across the morality, but they're more concerned with like authority and respect and the, it's the same things as, as, as us, but they don't they don't relate to us in the same ways. And when you say that by following a neither-nor approach and by by exposing yourself to diplomacy, you're becoming vulnerable in a way that leads you to your salvation through the other person who might be on the outside. Mm. But it's almost like I look at the situation in my own life right now as I'm having all these internal struggles, even with my own father, trying to reconcile what happened to me as a child with him. And, and Knowing that I, until I confront that, like there's not going to be, he's going to be an other to me, Mm -hmm. even in my own life. So if I'm like pulling that out into a political, like more of a political scale of things, these echo chambers are really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And to yourself more than anything else. Um, Aside from that book, you know, the Brene Brown philosophy that's out there, and then I'm rereading Wheel of Time right now because. Amazon pick that up I don't know if, that there's this idea of the uh, the traveling people that follow the way of relief there and it's like you do no violence to anybody at all if, if somebody were to hurt you that's going to hurt them more than you defending yourself now I don't believe that I think if you defend yourself you're well within your rights but like you to, to go to diplomacy you need to be you need to be vulnerable yeah. and somebody has to make the first step and be willing to take a hit and then keep doing it And there's going to be pain along the way. People don't like
0: that. I I don't. I don't either. Yeah, I hear you completely.
3: There's a a person on the internet that I've been listening to. His name is Richard Grannis, and he's kind of out there. He he teaches about complex PTSD, and he also he started off as kind of a what do you call them? Bodybuilders, he athletic trainers. He talks
5: about the dark triad a lot, He talks
3: about narcissism, but he also has a series on complex PTSD. And I think right now, our all of us, and some of us, I think, have maybe greater need than others to resolve our complex PTSD. But I think we're all kind of in fight or flight state where you know we're we're ready to attack. Or just avoid. Yeah. So you know, we attack the other on Twitter personally or we just separate ourselves from people who don't think like us because it it's frightening. But at the vet, you know, the walls are, are down. But yeah, he's he's funny he's out there I mean he'll just he does all these videos of himself and he looks like he just got out of bed and, <laughs> I mean he you know he's and he swears and but he's the thing is that there's some real authentic help there I've and he calls that part of us that keeps telling us how stupid we are and how you know the self-loathing he calls that the illness The illness. The illness instead of us. And so I named my ferocious inner critic Ronald Reagan. And so when I get into that mode of just wanting to hurt myself and tear myself down, I say, Ronald Reagan, first you're dead. (laughs) Second, you had dementia. And third, you should should be tried posthumously for war crimes. But it's it's like somehow by separating it from myself, um, it's like really therapy. helping me tremendously. I learned that in
0: therapy. Mine's
3: Jerry. Yours is called Jerry. Yep. Fallwell.
0: <laughs> Named after. Maybe
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, All that's literally.
4: kind of off. Awesome. That's kind of off the
3: track. But I maybe you know the body of Christ has come. For
0: what it's been through, yeah. right? Yeah. I and mean, it's done. Yeah. And shame, too. Guilt shame. yeah.
3: And for the lack of willingness to confront in a, mm-hmm. a
1: loving... Yeah. yeah. Something that's been on my mind that I think kind of ties in is like, you can... Where's that... I'm not trying to put the old pastor man on the spot. But where, where's that verse where it's like, to follow me, you must hate your mother and your father... I don't know It's in the Obviously It's in one of the gospels Yeah But it's like You can Realize That you've got Like a real Fucked up family And be like You know I am no longer That person And this kind of ties in I didn't even mean I just am now Putting these pieces together Mm -hmm. But you can be like That's not my name anymore Okay I'm disowning myself Mm -hmm. From that family I hate that family I hate my parents They did some Really messed up stuff They really hurt me They really hurt my friends They hurt my spouse they hurt my kids. Even I am disowning that. I'm changing my name, but I think that's why we still come back here. It's like this is a weird, funky family reunion. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're still all born into that, and we still all you know inherited that, and we we still all have those genetics. Um, but we what we're, we're trying. I think we're putting effort into facing that head on. And and finding something to reconcile out of it, but it's it's kinda like it's like, yeah, I, I can I can choose not to engage, but like you can run a twenty three and me test on me and yeah, I'm still Christian, I guess. <laughs> you know so, Yeah. I
0: I it's surprising how even this is a struggle for me to bring all this stuff up and to preach all this stuff because in, I am got a lot of people I want to throw under the bus
1: yeah
0: you know and I've got a lot of reactions of how I want to react you know like getting mugged in the night I my reaction was run after the guy and I was screaming profanities at him saying you better run because if I catch you I'm going to kill you but then when I got right in front of him all my non-violence training came back in you know what I mean it was like this weird thing so I've got this nature where I just want to react and punch you know and just attack and then I have to remind myself and so I did this interview this paper and I'll tell you more about it later but we spoke for an hour and 45 minutes and I kept going against my, my my wanting to throw someone under the bus. And I mean I had a panic attack afterwards and felt exhausted because it was just, it was so hard. Yeah. It, this, this is really wrong. a hard thing to do, to go against your your nature and change. Pete's book, because Pete's been one of those people who's really challenged me to look at myself and, and take responsibility for my own actions, and, and not just say, it's your fault. It's just, oh, it's really tough. Anyway, that's my therapy session for today. <laughs> yeah, we're good? We've, have we glowed? After glowed? Why well, everybody participated? Wow! We should hand out badges. Like we need thanks. a song for after. Yeah. A song, yeah, yeah. Well, we got musicians. I know. It's gonna be a hardcore song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.
1: That was a post-Christian podcast. <laughs>